If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Degrees outside, it's Tuesday, <laughs> July 3rd, 2012. I'm Ryan joined by Mitch Dyer and Brett Elston. That's actually getting. That's, I don't even know. That was devolving uh, into they, some they gotta, subhuman you gotta speed. Come, up, come up for air at some point. I wish yeah, I, I don't know. That's, uh, I'm Ryan McCaffrey here. No, it's uh, Podcast Unlocked here at IGN. I'm joined by, of course, my left hand, Mitch Dyer. Hi. And uh, our special guest this week is our old friend, former colleague of mine, mm. and uh, now the community manager at Capcom USA, the one and only Brett Elston. Hi, everyone. So, why is Brett here? Well, I wish I knew. I actually live under this table. It's a good, it's a sizable you table. It is a large. You guys moved into my house. You could probably, hmm. you probably fit a bathroom under there. I'm not going to tell you amenities. Well, no, Br- Brett's really here. For a, a game that you may have heard of called Resident Evil 6. Coming it's, a, in. it's a small thing coming out this fall. Yeah, it's only carries the hopes and dreams of the entire company on its shoulders. <laughs> no pressure. It is an important game. <laughs> you know, because it's been, I mean, it's been a, a bit of a bumpy year for Capcom so far. I, well, um, I am nodding cr- slightly. <laughs> criti- critically, at the very least. I mean, we've seen, now to be fair, uh, Raccoon City, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City, mm. seemed to sell fairly well. It got beat up a little bit by yeah. the critics. We had Dragon's Dogma, which has done sort of decently on both sides, right? It's sort of yeah, it's go- done <clears throat> yeah, it's done all right on both sides. But it is one of those games that I'm hoping has some kind of. It's a game that deserves a long tail. Yeah, uh, there's right. actually a lot of stuff to chew on in there. So like, and no, 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 uh, Capcom hat on that at all. Like I'm actually still playing it, and and it's done well in Japan, I believe. Yeah, right. Um, which is good because I mean the entire company worked on that game, right? It was, it was a huge game and you know years in development and uh, like I mean I was in the press when they first showed it off at Captivate yeah. 2011 and it looked huge and I remember playing it back then and thinking like wow like being thrown up to fight griffins in the and air climbing and, on this like, thing and flying. climbing on things and climbing things is like such a th- I've always wanted in games like that physicality yeah so uh, I was kind of hoping a bit bigger uh, reaction but uh, it it took a while to like get out what it was 
It's a really hard That's game true. to go. Yeah. Well, it's not quite a Skyrim or a Dark Souls or a Monster Hunter. It's not quite any of these things. So it's, it was a hard game to convey, but it's it's pretty cool. But pertinent to this week is that it uh, allows you to have access to 360, the demo of RE6. Yes, it is the key. Yes. The key to everything that you uh, definitely care about. Mm. And Brett, you've been kind enough not only to grace us with your presence, but to bring along <laughs> two copies of Dragon's Dogma as well, containing access to that very Resident Evil 6 demo. Because, to clarify, this is Dragon's Dogma is the only way yes. to get your hands on this demo. Yep. Uh, yeah, people who bought Dogma ahead of time, there's a little card inside there that says, hey, when it's out... Um download this code, you get the access to the demo. And then you actually have, the, have to have the Dogma disc in the machine, in the Xbox, to access it. Right. I think Crackdown Beta, Halo Did 3 Beta function the same thing. way. Yeah, 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 it was okay. the please don't buy this and trade it in yes. after taking the code out yes. thing. So we're going to give away, we've got two copies, and what we're going to do is beg for Twitter followers. Uh-huh. Yes, we're going to mm-hmm. troll for Twitter followers. So at Podcast Unlocked, all one word, follow us, tweet us why you want to play Resident Evil 6, and we will ran pretty randomly. Yeah, I mean it's got to be random, right? To make it fair, yeah. you win. We will randomly choose from among two of our followers, and you will get the game mailed to you, courtesy of some unfortunate intern here. Probably that has <laughs> something to mail like it. Yeah, but we'll get it in the mail to you. Um, now, Brett, real quick, what if? It, d- does the code work in all regions, or is it? Do, need, do we need to have uh, U.S. people only here? Oh, Jesus! Because I guess the well, the game the only game works in all regions, right? So, being it's NTSC. NTSC. Um, yeah. if you happen to win and you're not in the U.S., perhaps I can find an alternate prize for you. But mm. just fair warning now, I will not be able to. Well, I could send it to you, but it would be it would be useless. <laughs> you would get yeah. nothing out of it. You'd yeah. have to put it on eBay or You'd something. Have plastic. Which, yeah. Yeah. But in any case, yeah, we've got a couple copies of Dragon's Dogma for you, which will get you the access to Resident Evil 6. Now, it's it's a pretty substantial demo. It's three sections mm-hmm. playing as each of the three teams. So, Because the game itself is three campaigns, right, Three Brett? campaigns. Uh, yeah, you have Leon Kennedy and Helena Harper are doing one thing. Uh, begins in Tall Oaks. Zombie outbreaks just happened, and they are kind of have just shot the president, not accidentally. <laughs> um, Whoops, I'm sorry. So the game kind of begins with, like, so the president's dead. Whoops. And zombie outbreak, you're trapped. And then other story is uh, Chris Redfield and Piers Nivens, who is, uh, they're both BSAA, BSAAA agents. <laughs> sure. I, yeah. may, I may have, yeah, uh, I may have been one, one too many, many A's. A's. I may have had a glitch in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> A-A. It's, it's just too hard. BSAA agents. It's like there you go. US agent times three bs how about bs double a bs double agents that might help flow it a little better i'm not Uh, sure soldier bros soldier dude bros (laughs) with guns uh and chris begins the game you know in a different state but uh it gets pulled back into this into this fight it's not a fight he necessarily wants to continue waging but uh this global outbreak has has pulled him back in and by different state do you mean alcoholism because that's what we uh, see in the demo bring me my memory yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's yeah. That, obviously, the game leads up to why he's in that state, but uh, it is a weird place to pick up with. So Chris is not in a good spot right now. Um, and then the third one is Jake Mueller and uh, um, Sherry Birkin from RE2, all grown up, and they both have unique genetic things going on with them. So seeing them team together is actually kind of another cool thing, and they have their own storyline. But all three of these storylines kind of interweave and talk right. to each other. But the demo is very much uh, like what we showed at E3. So they're all kind of siloed off but in the full game like they're all three pretty substantial campaigns that at key moments kind of talk to each other so you'll be playing as leon and helena and bump into jake and sherry 
but then when you play as Jake and Sherry, you'll bump into Leon and see how that happened. The, dem- the demo is really like an appetizer plate where it's like, it hey, really this is. is what you can expect from it's each more, of these characters. It's the Resident Evil 6 cheese platter. It's exactly. a cheese platter. It's like a tone platter. It's like, yeah. here's here's generally the tone of the of the... Uh, of the dem- of the game itself. So, like Leon's campaign, you can expect a bit more shadows, moodiness, slow paced. Yeah, well, that's Chris, what I was you can getting expect at. Rah rah shooting, and then uncharted. Uh, not uncharted. Jake, you can expect some uncharted <laughs> style. <laughs> Jake, you can expect some uncharted style, like cinematic, like big big set pieces. Right. And uh, but also, you know, uh, and from what I've played, there's also some like really cool just tension and uh, like really cool boss fights and stuff. So well, all, all three offer a little something. Right. So that's, you know, if you haven't been tracking Resident Evil 6 closely yet, you can do so by visiting IGN.com and checking out our wiki, right? Heard that's a pretty get, good place. Yeah, we've got everything up there, including, by the way... Dude, that IGN is huge. What's up with that? It's, it's a, such a big site now. You, you know, it, it's funny how I've been asked this by by people, like family members who don't really know games, and like, oh, uh, Ryan, I heard you got a new job. Where are you working? Oh, IGN. It's, oh, what's that stand for? And I don't <laughs> yeah, really... Every it, time. It, it, see, it used to stand yeah. for... Brett and you and I uh, know this well. It used to stand for Imagine Games Network because yep. I, IGN was started by our former company, yep. which was Future US, but they, were, they used to be called Imagine Media. So yep. IGN was originally uh, a, the brainchild of Imagine. It was mm-hmm. Imagine Games Network. And then, of course, IGN spun off into its own thing. And I suppose after that, I like to tell people either that stands for nothing or it's like International Games Network It doesn't or stand for anything anymore. Yeah, like it, it, it literally like it, they, stands for nothing. Yeah, they got rid of the name. Now it is just IGN. Huh. No, no meaning now anymore. Wow. Random three letters from the alphabet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but... Um, uh, oh, well, that's where I was going with that. So, yeah, if uh, we on IGN's wiki, on our Resident Evil 6, actually, well, right now on the front page of IGN, because yeah. Resident Evil 6 is all the hotness today, you can actually watch the playthrough of, of all three right. bits of the demo in case you don't have Dragon's Dogma and you don't win today and you don't want to go buy Dragon's Dogma. We've we've got the demo up for you to watch. and um, So it is this, the full game's three, the full three separate campaigns, as you alluded to, Brett, it's one of them sort of classic Resident Evil survival horror style. One of them is, you know, the Redfield campaign mm-hmm. is more actiony. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and even even Leon, like it's it's not going to be just totally like walking through shadowy hallways. Leon's definitely going to have some action elements, it, yeah. but it is overall more akin to RE4, right? Uh, where there's a little more, you know, it's not it's more RE4 than RE5, I would say. Yeah, yeah a little totally. slower pace, a little more. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Deliberate. Yeah. Like, you, and I, I, what I've played so far, there's actually some puzzle solving, some actual like RE style, like I need to put a thing on this dial and <laughs> let me walk. So, but get some gems and medallions and stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. plenty of gems. So, uh, oh, we we also have a question from our other guest panelist this week, uh-huh. the, the Maggie the Boxer bobblehead. I, I, I wondered about this. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's. Custom bobblehead had that made. Uh-huh. Thanks, Groupon, for yeah. There's some website that does custom bobbleheads. You send photos, like profile, like head-on huh. profile. So obviously, had, I'm going to order one of me. You should. I think that would be the best thing ever. It'd be the perfect desk ornament. And then <laughs> Greg you, has one. I wonder if that's where he got it because he has a little Greg Miller. It's probably the case. I mean, it, the, the likeness to the, my dog is pretty pretty interesting. So, uh, Maggie the boxer bobblehead. Is there anything you want to ask about Resident Evil Six? Are there doggies? <laughs> Uh, it's got to be dogs, strange right? Strange that a dog could talk, but don't worry about it. Shut I'm, up! I'm somehow not not unnerved by this at all. Dog's uh, got an attitude problem, Ryan. You gotta get that dog trained. <laughs> this dog sounds a lot like Scooby Doo. Uh, I'm loyal to my master. It's uh, yeah, of course there are zombie dogs. I, I guess that, I guess he's happy. I'm very right. confused. 
Anyway. Thanks, Pooch. Uh, we'll Z- hear, we'll hear more from Maggie the Boxer later in, yes. the, in the podcast. So there, by the way, there are still remnants from the last guest. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the pool of grease there. from... Oh, wow. From the... <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's burrito. And and the <laughs> the sick thing is that was actually that was toweled up and that's still what's left behind. It's like part of the table now. It's sort of it's changed the the physical nature of the table itself. So gross. I'm still here, guys. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> the soul of a burrito burned into the table. <laughs> so you have to throw this table away, I guess. Sorry, Brett. You have nowhere to live now. Oh, damn it. I forgot about that callback. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know, one one errant spark and we could have a grease fire in here. Yeah. <laughs> it could be Correct. bad. We could torch IGN in seconds. Luckily, there's not a lot of cables sitting around this table. Not at all. I'm going to take up smoking right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take up smoking um, at tables. <laughs> so... We've got so Re- uh, Resident Evil Six demo. Yep. We've got a new panelist, Maggie the Boxer, and the other weird thing that happened this week, um, besides the fact a day off in the middle of the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah tomorrow's Fourth of July. That's why normally we will aim to have the show. I know the last couple shows have been on Thursdays. Normally we're going to aim for Wednesdays because that's sort of a, a good Xbox day. That's like you know Xbox Live yeah. Arcade mm-hmm. Wednesdays mm-hmm. and middle of the week uh, before we get too burned out, but. Uh, of course, we're off tomorrow for Fourth of July, thanks to our benevolent employers for granting us the paid day off. But uh, the other weird thing that happened this week, and this has been, it's quickly grown into legend around the office. I, I and literally, people did not believe me at first when this happened. So our old friend, another old friend of ours, besides Brett, Dan Amrick, uh-huh. who now works <laughs> at Activision, he is their social media manager. Very small industry, I have to yeah. say. Yes, um, at. Back when I was at OXM, Dan, as a pseudo-joke, because so Dan's a, a huge Guitar Hero, uh, not only a huge Guitar Hero fan, but more importantly, a Van Halen. Yep. That's his favorite band of all time. Yes. So Guitar Hero Van Halen was mm. naturally something very near and dear to him. Now, as you'll recall, Guitar Hero Van Halen was given away as, a, as an, an incentive if you purchased Guitar Hero 5. This was yeah. sort of as the genre was winding down and yep. they needed... It was about to jump off the cliff. Yeah, they needed to bribe people any way they could to buy that year's guitar game, Guitar Hero game. And so Van Halen was was a game that was completed and then sort of sold on its own, but they mostly decided, well, let's just use this as a promotional vehicle for Guitar Hero 5. Oof. And they just, they offered it as a free thing if you purchase GH5. So what happened was uh, Activision ended up with billions of these because <laughs> GH5, you know, by that point, Why the genre... Why we print a billion of this? <laughs> yeah, the, by that point, the genre was more, more or less on life support, and they were left with warehouses full of Guitar Hero Van Halen discs. So Dan saw it fit to send me... I said, hey, you know, I could use some podcast prizes to give away to our listeners. Yeah. And he promptly sent me a 1,000 discs literally 1000 discs so i we chip we we worked we gave them away every week for months if not years at oxm <laughs> and then i come over here to ign and I'm like great i'm rid of these things they are no longer haunting my dreams until yesterday when three actually i should say four giant boxes showed up in the mailroom and oh god uh our editor-in-chief casey was like hey ryan you got uh, like four big giant boxes in the mailroom and what the they're from activision i'm like oh no <laughs> <laughs> no go in there and sure enough check the side label 
four horse heads. Quantity three hundred. <laughs> uh, Guitar Hero Van Halen promo uh. disc. You know, and then the fourth box was the, the last hundred to round it off. So Dan Amrick of OneOfSwords.com. I hate you, but I also love you. I love you, but I hate you at the same time. If you could send Ryan a thousand more, actually, that'd be great. Actually, <laughs> he'll do it. I he mean, will. He's, <laughs> he has a history of this because when I left, when I left Games Radar and went to Capcom, he sent me uh, an, an entire spool of Marvel Ultimate Alliance in 2011. Like the 2006, <laughs> the game is like five years old. Yeah. yeah, but not even like like just a spool with burned copies of the game that you're wow like the not, check discs. Yeah, that just check. And I'm like, what are you? What? What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> and and I think like a hundred mouse pads of like true crime or something. Oh I'm like, man, good lord! I'm like I will just leave this here. I, I'm not <laughs> taking this with me. So um, we've got a thousand copies of Guitar Hero Van Halen <laughs> for Xbox 360. So if you don't win Resident Evil 6. Yeah, so everyone for the foreseeable future, <laughs> no matter, we'll, we'll hopefully have other prizes, but you will at the very least be getting a copy of Guitar Hero Van Halen for Xbox 360. Now, those of you that may have followed me over from OXM and had previously won contests there, you probably already have a copy. <laughs> You're probably going to get another one should you enter our contest here. The only thing better than one is 200. But um, <laughs> we were trying to... You know, I we're trying to brainstorm some interesting things to do. There are with things these that may be in motion. Yeah, some some plans that that may be happening. So I do want to both thank and say f you to Dan Amrick for for providing decades worth of prizes. The, three, the 360 <laughs> will be long dead before we've gotten rid of all these discs. <laughs> That's the thing. All right. So with that being said, let's debut a new listener submitted portion of Podcast Unlocked as we head into the news Unlocked. ITN's Xbox 360 Podcast, the Podcast Unlocked presents The News Unlocked! That damn train. The train. All right, I want to thank Rory, our loyal listener, for crafting that lovely news theme that Mitch totally didn't just hear because I added it later Uh through the magic of editing. Wow, that was great! (laughs) I'm so happy to have eventually heard that. I, I hope it's really good. It, it actually is really good. Like it's fool. outstanding. So, um, you know, I forget that it's Fourth of July. That the Amazing Spider-Man, the new—that's the big movie this weekend. Yes. Yep. It's getting some pretty lukewarm, mediocre re- reviews from the critics. I know our own IGN guy gave it a six, huh. and kind of thought, eh, you know, we saw most of this movie uh, ten years ago with Sam Raimi. But so, Mitch, but you went to I the, you it. did the midnight thing did. last night, right? I did. I did. And I can kind of, I love that movie. I loved Amazing Spider-Man. I kind of want to see it again tonight. Uh, but I, I totally understand why it's getting those lukewarm reviews. Yeah. Um, not because I don't think it has anything to do with like the 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 Raimi similarities. Because I mean, he just made the Spider-Man origin story, which we had seen a billion times in comics. Right. But it's just like it's so cheesy in a perfectly Spider-Man way. There's some really lame dialogue between villains. He's making wisecracks <laughs> the entire time in his suit. Um, it, that's something I definitely missed from the Raimi ones. Oh yeah, was the, it just it, one? I, I never got. And again, I liked them when I saw them because yeah. it was like Marvel movies. Holy crap, this is really happening. Yeah, and just kind of lost my mind. But then as the years go by, and as I saw Spider Man three, I'm like, wait a minute, were they <laughs> actually were they secretly awful the whole time? And then I go watch them again, and I'm like. Oh wait, yeah, this like yep. the dialogue. It's like there's a hero and all of Oh my god! <laughs> so, but you're not yeah. Superman, you know. If only Spider-Man were here, and we knew he was Spider-Man, we could wink at Nudge at the camera. Couldn't they just kill her instead? 
<sighs> Damn, son. But no, the new one, like it looks. Uh, you said you likened it to Batman Begins earlier, right? Because it's a Peter Parker story. They focus on Parker as a student and as a guy figuring out his life, mm. right? Um, and there's actually like the, without. I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil anything because the movie is barely out. But right. the the scene after he gets his powers, the way they introduce him figuring it out is amazing. It's so good, and it's exactly what they should have done before. Because. So, Go ahead. No, just in general, because before it was like, oh, now he's muscular and he gets it. But and then they spend like four hours of him like exploring, like what can I do? But they they really move it along at a really interesting pace. And the the mechanical web shooter stuff all works. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, everything is really well explained. Um, The other thing that I think people are going to be down on is the croc as a villain. Yeah, because the lizard, the lizard, the lizard, killer croc is Batman. And I saw it yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it not twelve hours ago. Lizard is one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. Really, I've I've had a huge thing with the lizard like since I was a little kid. It just it's very easy. It's like an eight year old to go. Oh, it's a a dinosaur. Yeah, got it. Yeah, are you a vampire? Do you not sleep because you were here promptly by nine a.m. this morning and you went to a midnight show last night? I also had breakfast at eight a.m. with podcast unlocked alum Peter Eichmann's. Jesus. What? So you're confirming this vampire theory? Yeah, correct. Okay. That's, so, that's why I'm in this building that was, so early. That also sun. explains his pale gingerness. Correct. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> They're outing me on the air. <sighs> but the, the new one, at least, the Amazing Spider-Man from the trailers, and, the, and even the movie posters, which have blanketed San Francisco, as you mm-hmm. can imagine, uh, one thing they're already getting across to me is the agility and the speed of the character, which is something that when I watched the Raimi ones, I never really got. So they do an amazing job of, yeah. so, of developing that without developing. Like, they don't linger on him going, what can I do? How do I swing? They, I mean, they have those moments, but it's it's very obviously Peter just experimenting on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as the movie progresses, you see him progressively become like more and more like a spider. That's cool. Just in the way he behaves in combat. It's awesome. Well, I'm, well I am seeing it tonight. Yes, Maggie. Mitch? Oh, yes. Are there doggies in it? There. Are there doggies in it? <laughs> this is a serious question. I don't want to spoil anything for the, for the dog. There are lizards in it. There are. But yeah, I was not a fan of the what, initial What about, the... um, you know, the... In one, I think it might have even been the very first trailer uh, or teaser thing. There was a, what I thought was a really awesome first-person sequence. Is yep. th- are those? Does that happen in the film? Are there, yeah, but they're real brief. That's unfortunate. But they, they do exist, and that like that big because it reminded shot me of, at the it, end where he jumps to the building. Like that whole thing. Yeah, it was exactly, which is one of my favorite games of this uh, generation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you see, so, uh, they do it frequently, but it's real brief shot. So it's like you see him like put his arm out, and you see the web shoot out, right. and then it cuts to like him swinging. So it's it's real fast, Did but you it is there. See it in three D. I was just no, going to ask that. Okay. So it, it, what's hilarious is like the last shot of the movie is the 3D money shot. It's like, <laughs> here's the thing coming at you, and then it like it cuts before it could possibly be interesting in 3D. <laughs> it's great. So wow. glad I saw it in 2D. Yeah, that's the way I'm going to well, see it tonight. I, uh, like you, Mitch, I have already purchased my IMAX tickets for The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. It, it. And it's already the whole... I So I checked uh, the entire opening day of IMAX. I don't know about the rest of you know the 2D showings, but the IMAX opening day is completely sold out already oh my god a month in advance at the metreon at the metreon in san francisco i think i have a ticket to that yo well you're going you're doing midnight right yeah yeah i I mean i bought greg's ticket i have no idea what it's for i need to be on top of this um i'm glad that they're putting it after comic-con this year because dark knight uh the dark knight came out i think the week of what it was 2008. It was either E3 or Comic-Con, and I think it was E3. I think it was E3. That and sounds we, familiar. Yeah, and we got back, like flew back from E3 Friday morning and then went to see Dark Knight, <laughs> and friend Chris actually fell asleep seeing the Dark Knight. Amazing! Wow. Really? Cause, yeah, because we're like so 
beat after all week of E3, and then you immediately go into a dark room and like, boy, this chair should... <laughs> what a performance! He... Oh, God. Do you want to know how I got these... <laughs> Clearly not. And I was like, Chris, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> Humiliating me in front of all these anonymous people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dark Knight Rises, very excited. Yes. Let's put a smile on that. Are you snoring? <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I was. I just. I. I want to see the like. That's my number one movie for the summer by far. I'm so you know. I just love Batman, but I just feel like it's going to be two and a half hours. Yeah, it's and longer. I, it's like 163 minutes. So if I do the midnight show with you, I'm ne- How am I going to make it to work in the morning? Like I, I might as well soldier on. I, I don't know how you're going to do it. Me either. That's. I mean. Well, you're like 15 years old. You. Can it's correct. Yeah. Up, so you can do this. Actually, can you work in this country at 15? Shut up. You have a permit. Ixnay on the on the on the in green in green card. In great card. <laughs> I can't even. Wow. How Whatever. long has it been since I've been in school? Too long. <laughs> um. Anyway, I believe, yeah. we're, I believe we're technically in a news segment. Right, news, yeah. <laughs> news. news Spider Man's pretty good. Well, we don't have much this week. You know, it's a holiday week. That a lot of a lot mm. of folks in the industry um, are, of course, taking some time off, taking the extra days, days or entire week off. But a few things of note: Left 4 Dead Two. Remember that game? Amazing. I'm, I'm so excited by this. Amazing, amazing zombie game. Uh, truly unlike any other game I on love, the Xbox. Yeah. It really is. I mean, there's there's just nothing else like Left 4 Dead where you can. Jump in with three friends, and it's randomly, it's just all random zombies. The AI director taking it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I love Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. I probably put over 200 hours in. Oh, yeah. Like, just two? two or both one. of them. Okay. Combined, yes. Well, no, probably individually. Individually. Yeah. Even more impressive. Like, I would just, for like a year, every week, we just Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead. Yep. Beat, beat them all an expert. Like, just really just getting every level down to a science. Pills and, here. Yeah. So much fun. So seeing this come up, I've already like me and my friends have already been like, oh, there's a new one coming out. So uh, as Valve likes mm. to do, while Mitch drops pens and about it. interrupts the show, <laughs> as Valve likes to do, they're well for both sort of creative and technical logistical reasons. They they use their they use the PC community as beta testers for the Xbox community, and I don't yeah. I do, I literally am not saying that in a sort of derogatory way like uh, pc gamers are just our beta testers They're, no it's not at all but um so they you know they put the stuff out on pc and they just they just see what's working they see what other little fixes ne- uh, are needed and then finally and the reason they do this is because it's a big pain in the ass to go through the certification process right for mm-hmm. for a console for microsoft so I can vouch for you this. don't want it yeah <laughs> it's now on the inside at capcom you don't want to go. You don't want to fail certification or have to fix things, patch things later. You yep. want to get it as right as you can the first time, because it, a dirty secret that our listeners may not know is to to get a game certified, and you have to pay Microsoft for that because there's a team of people that test the game, the cert, the submissions team, certification team, and if you fail, you have to pay to go back through again. Ugh. And if you want to yep. patch your game, first patch is free. <laughs> After that. No more. You have to pay again. You have to keep paying for any updates you want to do. So Valve obviously wants to avoid those costs, as does any developer or publisher. So we're only just now about to get the Left 4 Dead 2 cold stream. Stream Steam or stream? I wrote down stream. I think it's stream. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I have it right. Cold stream is the DLC pack that's coming July 24th, finally, for Xbox 360 users. And it includes... 
the original Left 4 Dead campaigns in it, playable in Left 4 Dead 2. That's so cool. The price is TBD, but uh, the reason I'm, I'm, I would bet the farm that it's not free, yeah. that Valve <laughs> would want it to be free, because that is their history. They yeah. give away post-release content for I'm free. I'm pretty sure this is already on PC for, for free. free. But Microsoft, of course, we know, is allergic to free. They think it sets a you know they they have their business reasons but they 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 want things to carry a they want to make money off of marketplace totally. basically that's the bottom line so um god only knows what this is going to cost but it's almost certainly going to cost something what was uh, what was the price cuz i don't remember like the uh what was it called like the expansion for left 4 dead 2 that added um I can't remember. Yeah, it, was free, it was free. The sacrifice. It, yeah. was, it was free on PC, but then it cost something. On, yeah. I don't remember what it was. I think, I think it was all been free on PC. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, yeah. I think it was. Oh, I know. I remember. You just jogged my memory somehow. It, it's uh, seven dollars okay. on Xbox. Five hundred sixty Microsoft points. So, given the amount of time I spent, I mean, those were pretty short, but it's still like I probably went through even that oh, yeah. like a dozen times. So it's like I got my seven dollars worth. Yeah. So look for that on July 24th if you either are still playing Left 4 Dead 2 or you're just you remember how great it was and looking for an excuse to unearth it because this is it's going to be a lot of content. I mean it's basically all of Left 4 Dead one yeah playable just, in Left 4 Dead two. I also love what they did post release like having all the weekends with the mutations and stuff like this week. It's, oh, and I, I think it, all that's in there too. Yeah. All the mutations are are available. That was so much in fun. this DLC. So uh, keep an eye out for that on the 24th. Elsewhere in the news. Mitch, can you explain this? Did you? Did no, you? I have no idea what this is. Because it's uh, it's a little. We should have brought Andrew Goldfarb yeah, in we here, probably our news editor. But um, he did it. Okay, so there's a THQ reverse stock split, which has to do with them basically salvaging their stock so right. they can stay on the Nasdaq. Nasdaq. Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know how they did it, but it's keeping them afloat basically. Um, it, it's like a way to raise their artificially raise their stock price, right? So because. It, do you know why? Because they're in bad shape. Well, besides, the NASDAQ requires your stock to be valued at a minimum of a dollar. Right. Otherwise, they'll throw you off the NASDAQ. <clears throat> so uh, THQ is doing anything they can to uh-huh. remain a publicly traded NASDAQ company. And I saw this story on IGN this week and went, wait a minute. They haven't been delisted already? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. I thought they were in more shape than they are, apparently. Um, so this is a really complex thing to wrap your head around, especially if you're not really into business stuff like I am. Like, I just can't wrap my head around businessy things very well. Yeah. So, uh, Greg and Andrew did this really, th- maybe it was, yeah, it was Greg and Andrew did this thorough breakdown of, uh, in, in video form, explaining, like, what this means. And that's, like, a really, really good kind of point for you to, to hit on, to fully understand what is going on with THQ. Yeah, I, so check that out. Do take a look at it because it's it, it again. It's uh, it's unfortunate, guys, that we can't seem to go a couple weeks without some mostly negative or not great news about THQ just trying to stay alive. Mm. It's uh, it's just one thing after another. Whether it's okay, oh, the vice president's leaving, and uh, oh, here's uh, what's uh, Jason Rubin coming in from right. Naughty Dog to to you know drop the axe on some projects and turn Saints Row 4 into a, or turn uh, Enter the Dominatrix into a full game. And 
will they even be around long enough to put out that game? And <sighs> Damn it, I just realized I'm wrong. More layoffs. I just realized I'm wrong. The video is for the Sony Gaikai thing, not the THQ thing. Well, that's the thing I screwed up this week. Last week, it was the Battlefield <laughs> premium price. So, uh, yes, which, by the way, many... We list- got it. Everyone loves Battlefield Premium. Is what we learned this week. Yes, which is good because you know I did. It's funny we were just talking about this this week, Mitch. People are still way into the Battlefield. Oh yeah, still number. It's number six on the Xbox Live charts because it's so good. You don't. It doesn't get the fanfare that uh, that the Call of Duty does. This is Battlefield Three. Yes. Mm. Uh, uh, I I'll, I'll, I didn't I actually didn't play any Battlefield, but I just watched the videos of that guy like jumping out of planes the, and shit. flying out of the yeah. jet. Um, big jet nerd. So when I see that, I'm yeah. like, yes. So yeah, the, Super the, the, Hornet. <laughs> the THQ thing. I, you know, I, I just I hope the company survives. We've said this before. The world, the video game world, is a better place with THQ in it than yeah. not. But I am maintaining. I'm I'm standing by my conspiracy theory prediction now so you can we can all credit me later if i'm right or just laugh at me if i'm wrong mm-hmm. that i'm telling you that with the, the rat especially with the radical thing last week with activision sh- more or less shutting down radical activision is moving their chess pieces to buy volition they're circling the thq they're like a vulture circling circling thq's you know struggling body as it lies in the desert gasping for for life they're gonna go in and swoop in and grab Volition, and and they're gonna take Saints Row and turn it into their big open world thing. Mm. That is my prediction. Mm. Am I high, Brett? What do you uh, think? Uh, you're, I, I don't, I don't. You're, this is the first time that you have been subjected to my crackpot theory. <laughs> I mean, I, it wouldn't be the strangest thing that's happened in the last couple of years, <laughs> like companies buying other companies. So I, but I don't know. I'm just worried. I just want to make sure I, we play Dark Siders. That's a good point. That's what I'm. Yeah, you into it. I love Darksiders yeah. 1, okay. so Darksiders 2, I'm definitely interested. Okay. Coming out in August. Finally. Which, August is, like, to me, like, the secret the secret month for yeah. amazing games. Sleeping Dogs, Transformers. Uh, well, I think his, maybe Hitman. Well, historically. Like, no, Hitman's November. Oh. I think this goes back to, like, August of 07. You had Metroid Prime 3 and Bioshock right. came out in August. And Dead Rising, sir. Capcom Dead. man. Brent loves Dead, Dead Rising. In 06. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're correct. But I stand sure. correct. Yes. Moving on from Dead Rising. <laughs> uh, well, that's right. No, 06 was Saints Row 1 was it? and okay. Dead Rising were the, were the August games. And then 09 was Batman Arkham Asylum. Correct. And then last year was Deus Ex Human Revolution. Yes. And I'm like, this August to me seems like the new month to put your new, like, I want to start a new thing. Exactly. And nothing else is there. Yeah. If you have one big game in August, like, you dominate. Yeah. Cause, and uh, Darksiders 2, I think being in August is a good time. Right, because okay. a game like that's going to get destroyed in October. Absolutely. Which uh, is sad, but true. No, it's just so crowded. It's it's just super, super crowded. It's going to get destroyed by games like Resident Evil I, 6, I, releasing I, October 2nd I, for I, Xbox 360. I would never. I would never do that. <laughs> what? Tell me about that, Brett. What do you What do you think of... Uh, what, were you surprised internally when, when you got the word that uh, the release date was actually moving up? Because yeah. release dates never, never move, move up, up in the video game industry. Yeah. It happens in film. Yep. Because films sort of a lot more They're well, usually done ahead of predictable, time. for lack yeah. of a better term. But it, in the video game world, games never get moved up. And we saw Resident Evil get get slotted from November up to not only October, but October 2nd. October the 2nd, very, yeah. very beginning of October, out in front of Halo, out in front of Call of Duty, out in front of Assassin's Creed, out in front of just about everybody. Yeah, I, I mean, I was pretty surprised. I don't think I found out until just before Captivate. Mm-hmm. I found that a little ahead of that and was like, really? 
But it's one of those. It's one typo? of those. I think, yeah, typo. <laughs> not no. Is this 2012 or 2013? <laughs> uh, that wasn't even my implication. Yeah. but that's good. Um, but yeah, it was. It was pretty. I was pretty surprised. But I think I. I mean, I don't know the actual inside line on this, but I assume. Well, I. I think it's along the lines of. It's one of those games that's been in development for quite a while. Yeah, and. You also, even when a game is, you know, you'll hear stories of like a game is effectively done, but it's being moved around to be more strategic where that's true. when and when and where it's releasing. So I think this was a case of the game actually was, you know, comfortably going to make that November date, but it's like, actually, we've been moving along at a good pace here. It's been in development for a couple of years. Actually, when we move it up, we can get out even ahead of the, all the other games instead of coming out right in the middle. So I don't know. It seemed like a good thing to me. If it's ready, you get it out. Yeah. You know, why is it, tell me, Brett, from, from your perspective working within Capcom now, do, do you agree, does it seem like uh, Eastern Japanese-developed games get delayed far less often than, than games out of the West? It seems like Eastern games hit their marks a lot more often than Western games I mean, do. that probably just has to do with the way Japanese work is handled, because you are very efficient, you do your job, you are very fast. Are, so are we just... Are we just lazy over here? And Correct. We, we yeah. take too many vacation days yeah. and have, you know, <laughs> American actually want to person lazy. We, we actually want to see our families and <laughs> stuff like that. Like well, since I've started, I haven't really like even the the mix of Eastern and Western developed games we've had have at least internally have all had like kind of the same general date. So I haven't really seen mm-hmm. anything on the other side. But then I know like Anarchy Reigns keeps getting moved. That's around. true. I feel like that's got to be like a release window danger thing rather than like, yeah, yeah it's not ready. Because it seems like that's been a year now. And yeah. I feel like it's been pretty safely. Somebody just dropped the building. That's yeah. <laughs> something that sound outside. good outside. <laughs> Let's just stay in here and ignore that. Um, anyway, from one tangent to back to the news. <laughs> our last news story this week, guys, is... Mitch, I'm going to actually throw this one to you because I know okay. you have a serious nerd crush on this man. I do. So I want to let you tell us about him. So Clint Hawking, who joined LucasArts in 2010, I believe. Yes. Uh, Former creative director on the Far Cry series. And Splinter Cell. And Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, my Mine all-time your favorite. favorite game. Yeah, all-time <laughs> favorite Xbox One game. Yep. So he, he joined LucasArts in 2010 to do some mystery LucasArts project. And when 1313 got announced, a lot of people, especially me, rallied behind, like, this must be the Clint Hawking sure. project. It's a mature Star Wars thing. Oh, my God, it's his game. No, it's not his game. We don't know what his game is. It's still unannounced. It's coming soon, we think. Maybe. We don't know. Uh, he left LucasArts before they could announce it. <laughs> so Clint Hawking is moving on to his next project, which we still don't know what it is or where, it, where he's going. All we know is that he's leaving San Francisco. Like, he's going to another developer outside San mm. Francisco. Back to Montreal, perhaps? Maybe. That would be... Oh, my God. Can you imagine if he was, like, going back to work on Splinter Cell well, in Toronto or something? That would be amazing. <gasps> but um, He's Canadian, so huh? maybe he's going home. You are our chief Canadian correspondent. You're right on top of all these Canada news stories. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of bummed to see him go because I really wanted to see his project. I really wanted to know like what his hand was in the LucasArts project. And I'm sure we'll find out. We'll learn about that. We'll see a lot of what he had to do with it. But it might not be the, the game it could have been. Might have a little bit of, might change course a little bit without Hawking, yeah. who is just like my game design hero. Tell me if you guys agree. Is LucasArts, I mean... Are they? Do they have the most inept management in the industry? Because let's let's think about this for a second. LucasArts is a company that's sitting on a gold mine right. of intellectual property from, mm-hmm. of course, everything Star Wars, and you, not only is just Star Wars itself, but the the brands, the video game brands within Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, mm-hmm. right, Jedi Knight, 
Republic Commando. Oh my god. Uh, you could even say Force Commander, which was a couple very good strategy games. Can you imagine if Clint Hawking was working on Republic Commando 2? Ah, so Sorry, good. Mitch. Dark, I'm not sure that's... Dark Forces? Uh, and of course, I'm leaving out the big... The, well, it's part of Jedi, Jedi Knight. Knight. Oh, that's I'm leaving Jedi. out the bo- the biggest one for probably a lot of our readers, uh, li- listeners rather, and that's uh, Battlefront. Mm, so right, yeah, they're yeah. sitting on an absolute just gold mine of of star wars ips plus and don't neglect the animated series which is gigantic it blows my mind they haven't done more games with right. that universe i'm actually kind of surprised at this point there hasn't been a new equivalent to like super star wars super empire strikes back it's like yeah just like a it's like you're slicing platformer. like slicing it super thin with all the other stuff but it's like what if you just made another game that was like let's just do another star wars trilogy sure. series yeah but yeah but with today's gameplay tech, tech mm-hmm. budget they tried to do that with force unleashed Right, yeah, but, yeah. You know, we've seen we've seen uh, presidents at LucasArts come and go, mm-hmm. and it just seems like they have their heads up their asses <laughs> with 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 their with their games division because you know what if what's been the output from LucasArts over the last number of years? Connect Star Wars, which I don't a, even think they developed. I think they well, just, they just had their name on it. They did not develop it internally. <laughs> they but they funded it for. Terminal Reality, the developer, sure. yeah, yeah, and they funded it for what three years? Yeah, it was a long time. You know, a, a, and and a game whose the final product obviously isn't good, but you look at that final product and you you would look at it and go, oh, that that looks like it took you know it was a one year thing that they just put out and it's not. The, but no, they sunk three years worth of money into that game. Yep, and that's been the extent of their console output, other than Force Unleashed, Force Unleashed which. Seemed like it had the makings of a good series, and after the second game, they laid off everyone, and it's over. And you know, it's LucasArts was absolutely hitting their stride. Uh, what? It's ten years ago already. When when the strategy was, let's take Star Wars, let's take our IPs and hand them to the best people we can. You had Raven Software mm-hmm. making Jedi Knight yeah. games, Jedi Knight Two, and Jedi Academy. You had Star uh, Bioware making Kotor, and then after that, Obsidian making Kotor two, and then later, uh, Rep- I think Republic Commando was developed internally. I think I don't believe. I think yeah, I think so. That was an external studio, sure. but but then just yeah, there. I don't know if it if it's just the the leadership at LucasArts because the the president person kept changing and somebody decided oh let's because it just seems like they're. They would they would be like Oprah. They'd be like fat, then thin. You know, it's like we got lots of developers. Now we laid off everybody. Now we're thin. Now we're big. Now we're small. Canceled three times. But yeah, you know, you're exactly right. We've seen leaked footage um, from Free Radical, yeah. by the way, and the pandemic version, and the like pandemic we've seen version. Two like, different canceled versions of that game that both looked good, by yeah, the way, did. and they completely missed the boat. They're, you know, that's a series that was huge last generation. When online gaming was really starting to hit its stride, you know, Halo 2 and Rainbow Six 3 were sort of the mm-hmm. dominant online titles then. And then we come into this generation, and Battlefront was one of the most played. Even when in the early backwards compatibility craze, mm. the most popular games, most popular Xbox One games on Xbox 360 were the Battlefront games. They were right at the top of the list. And LucasArts could have and should have had a new Battlefront game, and they could have grabbed a loyal audience that they could have had, they could have been making money with for the last seven years, but all the, you know, they pissed it away, and all those people are gone, and they're playing, you know, Activision gets those that money now. Those people are playing Call of Duty. 
So is there any develop is there any publisher that's just mismanaged themselves more than than LucasArts has? And it's and the reason I I'm going off on a rant here is because <laughs> as a gamer it's super frustrating because they have so much awesome stuff that they're sitting on yep. and not doing cool things with. Most importantly, where's that Monkey Island 3 HD remake? Give it to me. Hook it to my vein. <laughs> yep. Directly. Monkey Island 2 did really well and was awesome. It was so good. Yeah, okay. You're right. So that, those are a couple games. Those were small projects within LucasArts, and they turned out great. They probably fired that whole team. I'm sure they're probably gone. I mean, they the art was amazing, and they got all the original voice cast yep and it was spectacular and i think i've got all thousand or all uh, 200 achievement points for Mm. both of those games and you're right where you know those couldn't have not made money they had to have at least made a little bit of money yeah let's should have seen more of those so i can can speak to obviously not every every company in existence but now since i've gone from the journalist side over to capcom i've been at capcom for about nine months um and I mean, I can at least say, like, for everything that you're like, man, I wish this would have happened, or how could they not do this, or this seems like such an obvious thing. It's Cross like, their minds, certainly. It's like, almost in every case, that has, it has come up, yeah. and there's always some, what I would call, boring reason why it can't <laughs> happen, or almost did, but didn't, and it's all like, it, it, yeah, there's just, it, it, industry's full of those kind of stories where it's like, well, yeah, if you really want, if there was some game that you were like... Uh, wish list why didn't they do this why didn't like a battlefront come out like at launch with uh you know mm-hmm. to launch the ps3 or something like well, a new beautiful star wars battlefront it's like that probably was tried to happen and then because of a bunch of resources time availability of a team licensing all, all kinds of stuff and it's like i've seen a lot of stories of like really cool stuff that almost happens and mm-hmm. then just doesn't you're like like Gah! a new Mega Man game Look, <laughs> <laughs> we, we threw Brett under the bus last time. Let's not do this twice no, in a no, row. No, Mega Man, like that's my passion. That's uh, that's yeah. the reason I wanted to work at Capcom. So starting in the environment <laughs> that I was the in, you know, under you. it was like, what are you? <laughs> but uh, no, Mega Man. Um, I'm happy to say, like those com- those talks have already begun, and myself and uh, Greg Moore, our fellow uh, Capcom community employee. Uh, Greg a man he goes by. Uh, mm-hmm. We both have you know we, we've had a seat at the table f- for the whole year about Mega Man. Like what are we gonna do? Twenty fifth anniversary stuff. Um, that is both of our lifeblood. Like oh, oh no. we'll edit that out <laughs> again with the music. Yeah, it the music kicking in that just tells you we're at the well not quite the that one means hour mark. We need to start running. Uh, down. But yes, Mega Man uh, definitely stuff happening and uh, the day that I can I can parade something around I will be the happiest man in the world. Like there will be no overstating how happy I'll be. You know, it was interesting. <laughs> I, I had a chance to speak with with Inafune-san, mm. creator of Mega Man at GDC, and I asked him that directly like how would you feel if Capcom did a new Mega Man? Would you be insulted that they, you know, is is that your thing that you feel like the you know they shouldn't touch it or he was like no i left behind some great people at capcom i would love to see what they would do with mega man yeah no i, I totally believe that he would still want to see it continue i mean even even though he left it's like you still don't want to see the thing you you had such a hand in creating just disappear sure yeah. um and sometimes when when they when things change hands you get a bunch of brilliant new ideas so sometimes it can be a force for good in a silver lining to a, a cloud i should right. say <laughs> uh, but yeah well anyway that was a interesting tangent from clint hawking but <laughs> yeah clint hawking maybe going so, to make Mega Man at capcom that yeah, that's, 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 that's the takeaway <laughs> that's clearly what we've learned here gentlemen yeah, i can definitely say like coming as a, as a fan 
of games, obviously Capcom specifically, and then also just being a journalist for six, seven years before that. Just I'm I'm kind of amazed at some of the stories I hear that I'm like that almost happened. <laughs> Sometimes good or bad though, because there's a lot of stuff that doesn't get out that you're like, I'm so glad that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea how lucky some of us are. <laughs> By the way, when you get hired at Capcom, do you have to beat someone in Street Fighter 4 in order to Thankfully, be hired? Thankfully, no. <laughs> it would have been Seth. Uh, it would have been Seth, but no, there's a lot of really... As you might imagine, there are people in that building who are just really good. I did I did actually grab Seth because, uh, you I mean, he was my boss for the whole right. time. And he, we knew each other for several years beforehand and just, you know... He, obviously, he's an awesome guy, but he's been a good friend, a good boss. And Sony has stolen him he's from you. Stolen him. Uh, he's got a great gig. Uh, they yep. announced in it this week. Lead game designer. I can't get can't, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. You can't uh, you can't beat that. That's yep. like as a, as a personal move. It's like oh, luck yeah. and be community and and consult on games. Or now he gets to go design them. Like that's that's awesome. Uh, Have but, fun but, never sleeping again. Yeah, he's already told me. He's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I've had a very long work week. Um, but no, it's uh before he left, I was like, can you just like sit me down and just let's play some Street Fighter. No, no interview, no nothing. Let's just talk. <laughs> just place it, and then literally mono like, mono. literally then like, because I just wanted him to give me some kind of tips. Because I play a lot, but I've never appreciably gotten better. I would say, but in that time, he's just like, look, okay, and he just explained some stuff to me that like in literally like four minutes, I'm like, this is insane. Like the the, the advice is like kind of it's almost obvious to a degree, but yeah. you're like, I never would have thought of that. Elston versus Killian. But I gotta yeah. say, like, there's uh, some sweet joy in like practicing stuff and he's like okay try this not try this and then hearing seth go good nice it's like recharging this meter in my body like (laughs) (laughs) just knowing that uh yeah it's just a whole like teacher student thing where you're like obviously nowhere near what he's doing or even people that go to evo and get top 32 i'm not even in that category by far but just Playing with him was very eye-opening and very cool. Like, all the stuff he brings to the community when he explains, like, that's how I met him was Street Fighter Four came out at yeah. the first Captivate. And I remember sitting down at the Street Fighter Four machine, and the first time he showed me the game in 2008, I'm like, wait a minute, this guy really knows what he's talking about. Like, I've never had a demo with a game like this, where the guy knows more than anyone I've ever heard talk about <laughs> a game, let alone Street Fighter. Uh, so, yeah, I'm tangent By the way, uh, I know it's technically Namco's thing. You know, you guys had your shot with right. Street Fighter Cross Tekken. What the hell is up with Tekken Cross Street Fighter? No idea. No idea? No, like, literally. We, very separate development. Uh, Namco obviously could see what we were doing to a degree, but if they, you know... I'm not did entirely they, sure. Did they bail on you guys for, uh, for Nintendo <laughs> for Smash with Smash Brothers? Brothers? Smash Brothers. I wouldn't say bail, because... Uh, I don't know. Did Nintendo's I mean, check have an extra zero on it? Was that the problem? <laughs> well, Smash Brothers is pretty huge, so that's going to be really interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. I'm very curious. And also what that means for, like, cameos, like, character cameos. Like, can we still get things like Sonic or Snake in there if it's mm. developed by a specific third party? Right, right. Interesting. Kind, kind of interesting, interesting call. Yeah. Anyway, uh, driving, steering this bus back onto yeah. the Xbox freeway. I have a tendency to derail everything. I'm <laughs> that's sorry. good. That's my goal with this show. I mean, that's really it for. That's really it for the notable news this week. Given, yeah. Um, other than story breaking this morning, which I think it's mostly nothing. Mitch, tell me if you agree that the whole the X the Xbox Eight domain name fight. Yeah, I don't. I feel like that's a reach because there was a story that broke out that said, hey. You know, Microsoft is buying these domains, Xbox 8 dot whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's easy to link Xbox 8 to Windows 8 to the Infinity rumored code name. Uh, you know, we'll see. It's it's really thin right now. We don't really know if anything is going to come of that, but yeah. I, I do buy 
Xbox uh, Infinity or Xbox Loop as the name. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Like, all of that stuff is coming together. <laughs> it just seems like it marketing-wise, it fits, and it's it's less dumb than 360, if you yeah. ask me. It'd be kind of hilarious if it was called the Xbox 8, though. Like, oh, we're just going to skip six generations. <laughs> Xbox number eight. Um, and then what was your... You were telling me your marketing marketing magic of just just turning it sideways yeah. that was a 4 a.m delirious <laughs> epiphany but it's just blows your mind doesn't yeah. it turn what sideways an eight. Oh, so I see, windows I see. eight you're saying and windows phone eight as well yeah, right because yeah, they, they want to kind of unify that branding that's yeah. why they have the metro dashboard which is the worst thing in the world well for xbox it is yeah sure yeah. it's great on a phone I've never yeah it's used cool it. on a phone okay <laughs> i don't know i've got an iphone one. yeah me too I have, a, I have a real person's phone <laughs> Sorry to all those people who emailed us saying they have Windows phones. Yeah, yeah you're you just you, pissed off suddenly, the entire audience. I know. You're, way to go, Mitch. <laughs> I do have a friend with a Windows phone, and he makes sure to say the full name of the phone every time it comes up. Like, oh, let's check it on my Windows Phone Seven. It's like just say phone, <laughs> just say phone. <laughs> There's a lot of purple and pink on those phones. Yeah, which is interesting. I mean, on, it's, on Windows Phone 7? Yeah. I always see a lot of green. Yeah. Green? I mean, that green, too, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe to each their own, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Let's, Let's move on. Uh, marketplace report. What's Is there anything out this week? Anything we can spend money on, guys? Uh, you can go buy Dragon's Dogma, and you can play Resident Evil 6 demo. You should do that, because Dragon's Dogma is really cool, right, Brett? Uh, look, I, I actually really like Dogma. So do I. It's, uh, I it, you have to dig a little to get... It's one of those games with a lot of quirks, as you might imagine. Yeah, but a, like underneath it, I think is legitimately fun. Yeah, it's it's like, a bit of a slow burn, but you get what you it, put definitely into it. Slow burn's a good a good way to put it. It takes some investment and some time, and there's just some like. But there's a lot there. right? There's yeah, a lot oh, yeah. there, and there's also there's a lot of huh <laughs> moments. But it's like really cool combat, really cool bosses, and it really just it rewards just like I just want to walk over this hill and see what's. Oh my god, it's a griffin! Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's pretty fun. Plus, at this point, RE6 demo. Yeah. So icing on the cake. Uh, if you would rather not play that because you like cars, that was the worst segue of all time. <laughs> so tell me more. You know what's not in Dragon's Dogma? Cars. Yeah. You know what can't fly like dragons? Cars. Ferraris, in fact. <laughs> Test Drive Ferrari Racing Legends is out for $50 this week. That is our only retail release. We reviewed that. Did we? It's up it? on IGN.com I, I didn't now. see the review yet. Is it good? It's it's okay. Okay. It's got some... It's, it's a, a test drive game then. Well, I liked Unlimited. You are a crazy person. That was the MMO <laughs> one, right? Yeah. Blech. Not a You're fan. crazy. Not a fan. That's my default. I just keep hearing, I keep hearing iRacing is is the business if you like uh, PC racing. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. That's like the super hardcore sim, right? Yeah, a mutual friend, uh, Mike Grimm. I know that guy. He's a big uh, big car nerd, but he's also like just plays PC racing If a lot. they made like an iRacing Skullgirls crossover, his head would explode. That would probably be the best thing. On Xbox Live Arcade this week, we have... How do you pronounce this word? Bellator? That's correct. Bellator MMA Onslaught. I have never heard of this, Ryan. What do you mean? We just had some exclusive videos on the site last week. It's MMA. You punch things, kick yeah, things on Xbox uh, Live Arcade. It's like the, the offshoot. Bellator is like the... I don't... To be... To, to put an asterisk here, I don't follow this, right. but I've had to learn a little bit for the game for coverage sake. And yeah, Bellator is like the offshoot brand of MMA. It's like the... It's like the RC Cola of <laughs> MMA fighting. <laughs> okay. What's that look, Brett? No, I, I'm on board now. The RC, <laughs> RC helped me help me put this in a place for my <laughs> I brain. Say, did I did I just gravely insult you? Are you a big RC Cola fan? <laughs> like RC Cola and Little League games. You want to talk about companies that have uh, pissed away their their you know their 
marketing their stance in, in their respective industry. What about RC Cola? It was like in the 1950s, that was like the shit. I thought yeah. it was, was RC Cola. I thought it was like more of, it just seemed like more of a Midwestern thing to me growing up because it was like all RC all the time. And then when I moved away, it was like, nope, it's all Coke. I've never heard of this. That's because it's it's really not our generation's thing. I okay. just I remember it being around a bit as a kid. Yeah, okay. like little league games, like grade school stuff. It was all RC. I would drink, remember drinking out of bottles and stuff yep. uh, in our one horse town. Bellator MMA onslaught is available. <laughs> we got ourselves a, a stoplight at Main Street, <laughs> oh, little Lord. town. Don't even have stoplights in my hometown. The game is ten dollars, which is you know the game can't possibly be worse than Supremacy MMA. So you know maybe give it a shot. Mini Ninjas. Way to set expectations. Yeah, no. Mini Ninjas Adventures, which is a sequel that is not at all like Mini Ninjas, but... It's Connect, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's a Connect-only thing. You throw throwing stars, you make kung fu moves, you kick your television, $10. (laughs) (laughs) You sold. Yeah, I know, right? The dog is asleep over there at that one. Yeah, it's adorable. It doesn't. It doesn't look great. Like we've only ever seen like screenshots and stuff. But by the way, so this there's no way this shows you how little. Well, first of all, there's been no PR on this. Not, not at like all. it's not like they've come to us and they're like, hey, can we? Uh, we'd love to get you guys some hands on with this. But you know, love to see some coverage. Now it's this is this this game just sort of happened. Yeah, like I wrote the announcement post, I, and that was the last I ever saw of it. Uh, Mini Ninjas was notable only because it was developed by IO Interactive, the Hitman guy. If that was anybody yeah. else, nobody would have cared. Right, where it was kind of like what it's developed by <laughs> right. who but there's there's no way that this mini ninja adventures was developed by I. it's not right? no it's some studio that did like a bunch of ds games you wish you never heard of mm. all right then yeah <laughs> so that's ten dollars as well uh the most expensive game on live arcade this week also happens to be the best spelunky is available i Brett, are you familiar i look i am not familiar because i've been so plugged like disconnected from yep games yep it's just been like neck deep in re6 and dogma and whatever else but like i heard about spelunky a few weeks ago and i was like wait what and then someone over the week was like uh i think it was um i think it was actually andrew kelly who is uh uh one of my contacts at nintendo back when i was in the press Mm -hmm. uh super awesome guy but he was like you know, one of the things I like about Spelunky is this music really reminds me of Sonic 2. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm on board now. <laughs> like, I keep hearing it's this 2D game, and then someone likened the music to Sonic 2, and I'm like, well, game music is my thing, and yep. I have to now check this out. <laughs> Spelunky? Does that mean you can dig? Say, Brad, do you do a podcast about video game music? <laughs> I sure don't. Nope. Nope. Don't ask. <laughs> ask me later. Later. On, the, on a different podcast. <laughs> yep. Uh, don't Google that. Nope. Spelunky is available for $15. <laughs> it's a really awesome, really difficult, like it will grind your soul to a pulp kind of 2D platformer. And it's really cool to is review. It, is it, I'll swallow your soul. Yep. Is it multiplayer? Or just, yeah, you can, just it's same screen only, but okay. you can play four-player co-op or deathmatch. Um, I keep bumping this microphone. I'm sorry. You got you to gotta caress it like a baby. I know. I just can't yeah. get it in the right position. Caress is not the right word. What am I looking Don't, for? This is how you caress a mic and it sounds right. Awful. Uh, cuddle. What's the thing where you hold cradle? Cradle. cradle. You got a cradle. I have it. a like, kid, so I know. These I know. Okay. So it's, now we're on board. You got to cradle it. He's got cradle. Do not caress your baby. Cuddle your baby. Buy Spelunky. Cradle. I gave it a nine at IGN because really? it's a delightful game. Okay, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I will actually check this. out And do you want to head off the haters now who are going to be like, it's free on PC? Yeah. So the PC version is free, but it's also considerably smaller. Like it's a. It's the inferior game by far. Like the if you're into eight bit retro looking pixel things, it's gorgeous in that respect. And mm. the game is functionally the same. There are bats, there are snakes, there are treasures, there are golden idols, there are damsels to rescue. It's kind of the same thing throughout. And it's awesome. The PC version's great and it's free. Is this like an aggro dig dug? Uh kind of. It's more like Cave Story. Okay. 
So it's yeah, the PC version is a completely different game. This is fifteen dollars well spent. Nice for more content. I will check this out. Uh, and then the last thing worth noting: seven dollars gets you the Forza Motorsport for July car pack. Ryan, what's in that pack? I Couldn't didn't. tell you. Okay, cars um, probably. The the game shipped with maybe the a two, with my two favorite cars on the mm-hmm. planet, which is the DeLorean and mm-hmm. the uh, Tesla Roadster. So the rest of these car packs are <laughs> they just come and go for me. So there. Yep. That's your marketplace report. <laughs> All right. Very good. All right, Mitch. Do we have we we haven't gotten to get to any reader mail the last couple of weeks because we we've had some interviews. Which do we have I, time? What's your time like today? Uh, time I, for emails. Yes, I do have to go soon. Yes. Okay. So we'll breeze through some emails. Let's do that. Hello, I am currently attending Full Sail University for game design. I can honestly say it's my dream. After hearing all of this bad news about companies closing and laying off game developers, it makes me wonder, am I working toward a hopeless career? It seems the closer I get to graduating, (laughs) the more companies close. This is a really bleak email. (laughs) Uh, Do you think I'm headed down a dark road and should focus on mobile gaming? (laughs) Is there a chance that console games still have a chance? Thanks, Kenny. Uh, I can... I mean, it's kind of an obvious thing, but like, definitely opening up your horizons to mobile and social gaming is going to be much more feasible in yeah. the in the, in the short play too. In, in, yeah free to play in the short term like i have friends who they make indie games now and their friends or brothers work at other major companies and it's like yeah getting a job at a console or even a, a major pc game yeah. company that's gonna be really tough i say this a lot but like as we get into the next generation games are gonna start costing more yep and they're either gonna have to cost more for us to play them or you know we're gonna have to buy more of them the interesting, gonna, right. the interesting thing is the it'll both like the budgets will go up but also i think the next console cycle will open up even more to the indie and digital front so like right. you'll you'll see both like budgets for major 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 games will go up but right. like it'll probably be much more feasible to make that 10 to 15 dollar <laughs> game yet another technical difficulty <laughs> that you'll never hear because i'll edit it out continue um that was all did, is he headed down a dark road? No, I don't think no, so. Don't like, think it's, so. if it's your dream, man, go for it. Like, Absolutely. Don't let the the potential that a developer could, could close someday get you down. Like that yeah. stuff happens all the time in any industry. It's yeah. true. It's true. I mean, it's tough for everybody, and this industry is growing and changing. And Brett, to your point, I wonder if this if the video game industry is almost sort of cycling back anew where as you and i were growing up not mitch because he's like six years old correct but um, de-aging as the show goes on it's a really fast benjamin button button process i'll be a zygote by the time we stop recording (laughs) xbox that's gonna be mitch's sign (laughs) off dying words (laughs) but um but no as you and i were growing up you know the 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 sort of 90s era of gaming we saw all so many all the biggest games you know were made out of garages by by 10 to 15 people yeah the classic example the ultimate example one of the most successful games of all time doom <laughs> right mm-hmm. id software was made by 12 or 15 guys in a small office and given out of shareware yeah and given away uh, a, a quarter of it was given away for free yeah and and you know and everything is just mushroomed and grown and i just wonder as we see Xbox Live Arcade become, and of course PSN and PC digital distribution stuff too, I wonder if it's all just coming back around again. Whereas Mitch, you're talking about you know games with the budgets getting so high and right. the teams getting so huge and the stakes getting so high and the layoffs becoming more frequent and studio closures. If it's just going to cycle back and we're going to see a lot more, if we're going to see a new sort of middle class, as it were grow on these digital platforms i i, I definitely think so I, I, th- I think you'll get to a point where the idea of a game launching at 25 or 30 dollars 
won't be a like, ooh, gross, a thirty dollar right, game. Yeah. It'll be like, sweet, it's not a sixty dollar game, and it's not this weird ten dollar game. It's like a digital thirty dollar game yeah. that will still feel like a full thing because it was only made by like a hundred people or something. Sure. Only a hundred. Well, across the industry's growing, man. It's getting the teams instead of like a, a team of four hundred making yeah. you know a Assassin's 30, Creed. It's like a thousand people. Yeah. It's silly. But, you know, even like a team of like twenty or fifty people could make a game that you sell for thirty bucks or something. Yeah, absolutely. On a job related note, we just got an amazing email from Darren, our video manager. Yes. Uh, the subject line is cake in all capitals with three exclamation marks. Oh, The no. email reads, hey, all, in an absolutely brilliant move, some guy sent his resume in for a video editor position printed on a friggin' cake. Wow, hired. Come get some. Seriously, like, just hire him now. Well, yeah. that is that is some creative thought. I like yeah. this guy's moxie. Yeah, if you want to, want to get a job at IGN, basically just print your resume on well, something. I trust <laughs> me. Like a cake and send it to we, me. The three, of us, the three of us have all been to many we've been lucky enough to visit many game development studios over the years Mm -hmm. this for so what's the name of this gentleman that sent this email mitch darren he's a video no no no, not that email reader email oh i'm sorry that was kenny kenny we're back on track yes uh kenny send i get game developers are very very hungry people because they work stupid long hours by the way be prepared for that too if you want to get into the industry you'll never go home and see any girlfriend or family you think the potential of your future is bleak (laughs) <laughs> imagine the reality wait till you get a job so uh yeah if you were to send your resume on a cake <laughs> to a game development studio that would be awesome fun fact for you. tim schaefer's resume to lucas arts was, was a, game. a game nice amazing and look at him now he's a man god yep. among, who he, walks among mortals he is a supremely awesome dude <laughs> it's true well that's a that's a good that's a good reader it, I, I, mitch i agree with you it's, you gotta you can't let you got to stay optimistic and yeah. and chase your dream. I mean, uh, I, my dream was to to write for a video game magazine or as it is now website. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure there are people that were like that. You know, when I would say that back in college or yeah, high, yeah. high school, whenever I first started oh, re- yeah. seriously saying I'm going to do this, I'm sure there were plenty of people that after I would walk away, they'd be like, whatever, that guy's stupid. No, yeah. I, I had the exact same thing. Like even in college, I wrote all of my like big papers. Like my big like journal it was my journalism degree. My big paper at the end was about Wind Waker. Nice. And it was just people like, well, good luck with that. And I'm like, meanwhile, twelve months later, I'm in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I remember there was a guy in one of my journalism classes because we went around the room, and he wanted to be an anchor on Sports Center. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I don't know if he made it. I don't remember him very well. But so that's the thing. It, you, that's you got to go after what you want yeah, because you got to try. You're, the reality is, you're going to spend a third or more of your life doing your career. So yep. make it what you want. Yeah, you got two options, and both, I think, are viable. There's one, you chase your dream, you get the dream job, and you will learn that it's not as dreamlike as you thought, that it's actually quite a job in and of itself, yeah. but we'll yeah. have moments of, like, I can't believe I get to do this and it's my job. Or you go the other route, and you get a completely... And I say this in the best possible way, brain dead job, where you can just go in, put in your nine to five, and then just five o'clock, I'm out. I can go do what I want. Yeah. Like five PM to midnight is my time. I don't even have to think about it. I just go work and I'm out. Like I I I both of those are like equally attractive to me. <laughs> the, idea, the idea of having a job where it's five because I haven't had that since I worked in like retail a gas station. Or... Yeah, because even when I was working at a TV station as a producer, it's like I got to be on the news and and, and mm-hmm. keep my mind in that sphere all the time. And covering games. Dateline, I, July 2nd, Brett Elston. Yes. Hitler's armies have marched to the front door of Illinois. <laughs> uh, thankfully, that never happened. We but, don't uh, even have a stoplight in our town. <laughs> Coming live from Division Street. All right. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, then there's the other option, which is like 
you value your free time, value your vacation, value yeah. your time at home. It's like both of those are totally viable. But Definitely. you gotta you gotta chase the one you want. And full sale, you know, I see they they run ads on video game related sites and magazines all the time. I guess they are. Yeah. That's a great place yeah, to launch a, a video game career. Yeah. So you're on the right path, Kenny. Yep. Keep it up. Don't let go. Cameron writes, hey guys, I have a quick question for you. This summer I'm going down to my father's house, and he lives five miles from the nearest town and about 30 miles away from the nearest GameStop. So before I go down there, I want to buy a game that will last me throughout the summer. Could you guys recommend any Xbox games that would last me for about two months? Oh, I hate these kinds of questions. I have the easy solution, and I'm not just saying this because Brett's here. Play Dragon's Dogma. That I, game is gigantic. It's huge, and I'm, I, I do want to say, like, the, the post-game content, and I'm not talking about the DLC, I'm talking about actual post-game, like, is actually really cool. Yeah. They almost oddly save some of the coolest, like, boss battles and extra hmm. stuff for post-game. So, while the main story and the quests you do, there's just a lot of exploration and a lot of, you know, a lot of customization and mess with your character. There's so much stuff you can do, but when you, when you beat it, there's, like, a bunch of really cool monsters. The other, the alternative, because I see you have a lot of RPGs on your like. I've played these games before and I like them. Play The Witcher too, because that game oh, is yeah. phenomenal. Oh, and and it kind of came and went sadly on yeah. Xbox. It released in what April? Yeah, I believe, and it you know, killed on PC. Phenomenal PC series, and the Xbox version's really good. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I also give a shout out to uh, if you're not if you're not still playing Mass Effect Three, uh, I'm still playing the multiplayer. For Mass Effect 3. Really? Absolutely love it. Wow. Um, they keep adding new stuff all the time. Like, there's a dude on there now with, like, weird whiplash from Iron Man 2, like, tentacle whip oh, thing. I'm like, just keep adding stuff. It's, yep. it's By the super way, fun. Are we going to talk, are we going to get up, get all the reader mail about the Mass Effect endings next on next week's show? Are we going to do that? You know, we got a lot of really long emails. It wasn't a lot of, like, here's my quick thoughts. It's paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs about what people liked. And the overwhelming majority of response was like, yeah, we love this. The response was hugely and positive. People love the changes. They love that there's a lot so of closure. Are they sad? They're, is, is it that or is it there? Are they just satisfied that Bioware Cave paid attention to them? Maybe. No, it's, I don't know. It seems like people had really specific yeah, quandary, or, I, you know, issues with the, with the I, ending that I mean, got resolved. I was pretty comfortable with what they had, Me quite too. honestly. I, like, I liked the ambiguity, but I, I mean, I don't, without doing too much spoilers, I, well, I don't know how much we want to get into it. It's but. been, you've had your time. Uh, so it's okay to yep. say. Okay. I'll, I'll give right. you the go ahead. Spoilers are now. Yeah. Pa- right. uh, fast forward like five minutes. Yeah, or just whatever. that I chose the synthesis ending. Me too. And when when I saw the synthesis ending, it didn't like spell it out for me, but I was kind of like, oh, I guess this is what happened, and I was kind of okay with that. Yeah. But then the new one just elaborates on what I already filled in my head with. Yeah. So I was actually like the synthesis ending for me. I was like, okay, cool. Yep, got it. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones are like pretty bleak and not as desirable. The destroy ending is incredible. How, I love it. How yeah, does... the destroy ending's like what? I have a question. <laughs> I have two questions. One, how does Joker do it with Edie? Like physically, where does he? How well, does, in the synthesis how they, ending, how I they... assume that some kind of but weird. But does she have equipment? We we this got brought up on the live stream that they would be, after the synth- <laughs> after the synthesis ending they would make crippled robot babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and so my other question is. Um, how so yeah if if it's sort of ev- everybody's fused into one you know machines and organics fused into one so how are there when a you know when a a man and a woman get together this mm-hmm. is for you Mitch okay yeah sorry I'll does, pay attention go does it's t- you know you're is, is it does the does <laughs> how does does is it the organic part that seeds another organic part and then there's synthetic that grows out of that or is can synthetic feet you know don't question mother nature fertilize right? I just let it other 
I just don't understand the biology of it, really. I, I think it's just supposed to be... It, well, it's supposed to be Space Man. We demand a clearer <laughs> ending. Yeah, can you clarify? Bioware? How do machines and people do it? I need to know. This can't be ambiguous. Describe... I must have the robot sex clarified. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just took it as like, uh, sure, they just... I don't know. They go in a room and out comes little Sims that look like robots. Uh-huh. That's little- all for emails. I just wanted to grab a couple. Hit on some uh, some interesting stuff real quick. Well, there's, I guess we're done with Mass Effect. Then we we just covered. Yeah, it. I mean it's it's hard to talk about the specifics of it because we got so many responses and a lot of them were hitting on the same notes. I just think just it means good. they did something right if this many people talk about it. Totally. Uh, and do send us your emails, stuff like you know short things that we can respond to. We want to talk about that stuff yeah. as well. Unlocked so, at ign.com. Correct. If you have questions that need answering, advice. Want to send us some love, love advice. letters love advice. from career advice? Brett. Yeah, yeah. yeah co- clearly we're we're pros. We know this <laughs> in and out. We'll, we will guide uh, your life. Speaking of in and out, I have a good in and out story. Mitch, I, you are following this on I Twitter. Did. So, uh, for those of you who know me or may not, I uh, about a year ago was cursed by by the gods with a dairy allergy. Now, mm. this is different than lactose intolerance because. My body can actually process the dairy, which a lactose intolerant person cannot, except I, I, my, I have an allergic reaction to it. Now, not in the drastic, you know, hives or my Air, head explodes. Airlifting out of the city. Yeah. To, <laughs> to, you know, you better hit me with an EpiPen injection right away, right, yeah, straight yeah. to my heart, like freaking, you know, Pulp Fiction style <laughs> adrenaline shot right to the heart. It's not like that, but, uh, you know, if I... Basically, if I exceed a small amount, if I if I have if I cross an imaginary line, right, I don't feel well for like the next day. Mm. So I only got it because it. What happened was it, it got me at E three last year, where I just I actually was so ill I couldn't I couldn't do the last day of E three last wow. year. So finally got got all kinds of tests and figured it out. So now, um, I was I. I recently, Mitch, I don't even think you know this. So I, I had a uh, a very brief visit to the emergency room. I don't co- know this. A couple story. months ago, because uh, I was having the crazy abdominal pain like all day, and it just wouldn't go away. And so I called my doctor after hours because it was like seven o'clock at night, and he goes, "Well, you might have appendicitis. You mm. should probably go get checked out. Pack a bag, you know, in oh, case wow, you have to good. stay overnight and get." Yeah. <laughs> get the demon cut out of you <laughs> um turned out to not be the case and they weren't they because they well it could have been a virus that like you know it could have been in like any could have been in any number of things but anyway after that the doctor was just like stay off dairy for a while so i kept uh anyway long long story not quite as long after 12 weeks i finally just got the green light like they're like yes. okay you're, you're doing fine go ahead and you can dip your toe back in the dairy waters. It's it's really gross waters too. I, I don't recommend putting your toes in Made there. of milk and Just curdled cheese. Weird cheese mix. It's not good. It's hard to get off. So um, I went. I finally okay. I'm gonna start small. I want an In and Out cheeseburger. Now, for those of you that don't know, In and Out Burger is a West Coast thing. West side. Nope. 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 Okay, come on. <laughs> no, I forbid it. <laughs> it just happened. Disallowed. Good thing it's uh, an audio podcast and you, there's no video. No mm-hmm. one can see. No one can see your shame. Happened. Yeah. So In and Out Burger is like the premier fast, you know, burger chain, right. fast food burger chain here out west. They sure do love it out here. You know, back east, uh, Five Guys, Five is, guys big. is great. Although we just we have one here now. Did yeah. you know this, Brett? Burlingame. 
not far from you. Yeah, yeah. I've seen them. They've spread into the Midwest as well because they neither neither In and Out nor Five Guys were where I grew up. But uh, a Five Guys just popped up and it's really good. So if you have Five Guys but not like if you're East Coast, think of In and Out as sort of the better version of Five Guys. Yes, uh, I went there. I, you know, they're, no, they're both good. They're both good. I prefer In and Out, but Five Guys is excellent. Yeah. I've had it. I've had Five Guys back in Jersey visiting family. Anyway, so I go to In and Out and I'm like, okay, first dairy in three months. It's going to be so good. And I had, like, mouth sex with that cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) It was, like, the best thing of all time. And I was fine. Yay. Splendid. uh, Yeah, I ate it, and it all went fine. And I'd just like to say that for those of you that can process dairy like a normal human being, don't take it for granted. Because it's it's a beautiful thing. Cherish your cheese. Cheese is too good to give up. It's really tough. It is a beautiful thing. So this this weekend, I've already told – I've made a date with my wife. We're getting the babysitter – we're going to one of my favorite awesome pizza places. We're going to take the next step in the dairy. Ooh. I thought you were going to say back to in and out and like, what a romantic <laughs> evening. <Yeah. laughs> hey, hey, sweetheart, maybe even tonight we can we, we can skip the drive-thru and actually Just sit inside in. <laughs> at one of the plastic tables. <laughs> I don't even know how I got Dr. To that Pepper's point. on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway, um, right. We were we we're just saying you can email us. Yeah, unlocked at ign.com. Send us your emails. We want to hear from you. We do. Uh, you know, any Xbox related thing, any any Xbox related thing. Yeah. Or you know, I guess a little pop culture never hurts. Sure. A little, little little sugar for. If you give me an excuse to talk about comic books on this podcast, I will derail this whole thing. Though that's uh, another podcast. A, you'll. I'll be right there with you. Yeah. But um. Anyway. Or apparently Spider-Man. We can get Mitch to talk about Spider-Man. Yeah, we did that today. That was nice. You know, maybe we should have a San Francisco podcast unlocked, like a a reader meetup to see Batman. Maybe we should hook that up. That could be good. Could be fun. Be Do we crazy. have any, any? Does anyone in San Francisco listen to this show? Unlocked at IGN.com. Let us know if you're local. (laughs) (laughs) Because really, after Spider-Man and Batman, is there anything else really worth seeing this summer? I mean, Expendables uh, 2 will be fun, but not like if, do, it's not an sure. event movie. Right. Sure. I do want to see Total Recall. I'm oh, just, dude, they saw they showed the trailer for that last night. Yeah. I'd never seen it. I, I've been living my whole life thinking, my whole life, since they have announced that they were Your remaking Your whole Total. life of eight years. Right. But they announced they were doing the remake. It's like, why? Like, if any movie did not need remake, yeah. it's, it's Total a, Recall. Isn't it a shot-for-shot remake, practically, too? Isn't it a... No, so, it's no, actually so, quite no. different. Oh, okay. Some of it is clearly the same. Like, the, they, the trailer they showed in front of Spider-Man was incredible. That movie looks great. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities. Like, the wife thing is very, By very By the way, similar. what happened to Colin Farrell? This is, like, a big comeback for him. He, like, he was the hotness for a while, and then he just disappeared. <laughs> he did SWAT, is what happened. Oh, he was coming off that bullseye high in uh, oh Daredevil. We, no. So anyway, it looked good. Trailer, <laughs> trailer looked good. Yeah, Total Recall looks rad. I it, can't wait. It looked pretty cool. I gotta say, good. Also, I'm people are hating on it. Cops starring Jake Gyllenhaal. That could be pretty what? cool. I don't. We see when when we all went. Uh, the whole Prometheus. IGN crew went to see Prometheus. N- I thought that trailer was. Eh. I thought it was cheesy too, but I saw it again last and it, night well, and I was kind of into it. Here's my problem with that. With that, the trailer was the whole movie in pretty five much. minutes. Yeah. I'll take care of your kid if anything ever happens to you. Oh my god, giant shooter! We're gonna shoot our way out of here, bro! I love you, man! I'll take care of your family! It sounds like a South Park commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Papa Sabah, Brady. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Movies. Movies are fun. I just, I don't, it's, it, I find that I am my... hoping, though, Comic-Con, their fingers crossed for a Guardians of the Galaxy movie announcement. They confirmed I, it, I thought. 
I thought there was like basically confirmed, but there was no like, yes, we are literally doing this. Okay. Uh, I thought there was something about that. There was like hev- heavily speculated, I believe. Okay. Uh, but man, to get a movie with, uh, yeah. So Avengers was like, I couldn't even process what I was watching because it literally is my whole life waiting to see this movie. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, nice. And honest to God, we like, I've waited my whole life for this game. It's like, no, no, no. Imagine from like eight years old, I really want to see a movie with all the Avengers in it and actively wanting that since you're like eight. It's not yep. like, oh man, I've been waiting for this movie or this game since I heard it announced. Yeah. No, like, uh, you know, uh, me since and a million could- Yes, me and, a million other, me and a million other people thoughts. all waiting for this movie. So it was super awesome. Uh, but the the nerdiest and weirdest I'd ever dare would hope was to get Rocket Raccoon in a movie. And the idea that it's not preposterous now, <laughs> it's like, I don't even know what I would wish for after that. Like, it, Rocket Raccoon in a major $100 million movie, I'm like, I don't, what, what's, what's left? left? <laughs> what, do I, what do I ask for now? So uh, I'd like to offer, offer my pre-condolences to the Elston family as... Uh, and the, their son is going to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge after this film comes out. He's got nothing else to well, live that, for. It's 2015 or you know, 2014. I got a couple years. Not anyway. unless they install those stupid nets on the Golden Gate Bridge. I just received your Twitter message saying you're here. Well, I'm here. <laughs> Shit, Brett's in the lobby. <laughs> uh oh. Wait, I'm not. This isn't Brett. Who's in the lobby? It, are you? <laughs> yeah. Is, are we time traveling right now? Brett, scroll. Anyway, yeah. uh, it's time for the unlock block and. We, our friend Brett Elson can play along. This is where we oh, dear. we give away something today. Well, should we give away? Well, how sh- should we give away one of the dragon's dogmas? Or, we could and do it this way. Yeah, or we could keep it Twitter Twitter exclusive. I guess I, since I already said Twitter, maybe we should Twitter stick only. to Twitter. This week you win Mad Riders. Yeah, to see if you be It's my the our, I believe the fourth and final code Good. of Mad Riders. Cool. So cool. Oh, and you'll get a copy of Guitar Hero Van Halen, courtesy of Activision. <laughs> and our winner this week, for simply having his question selected because I liked it, Jack Morris from North Dakota, a state that uh, I would like to to probably visit. Wait, which one has the Mount Rushmore? Uh, I believe that's south. Oh, sorry, North Dakota. I'm never coming there then. I don't know. I went there as a kid, and actually my parents just visited. They drove out from oh. the Midwest and drove back through Mount Rushmore. Showing cool. your true colors, American patriot on this July 4th Mount Rushmore edition. is super weird. It's like, it's it's simultaneously as way bigger than you think and way smaller than huh, you think. really? And you're like, that's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, not really. Wait, no, and actually, that's pretty big rock. Well, I guess it could be bigger. Like you just go, you just wrestle with it the whole time. I don't know if I could ever. If like if I go there, I'm just gonna think that Team America's base is inside it. <laughs> America. It reminds me of a that Superman story that Jim Lee drew. I remember who wrote it. Maybe it was Azarello, but that For Tomorrow Superman story after Batman Hush, there was Superman for a year and he fights Mount Rushmore. What? <laughs> it like Mount Rushmore stands up. <laughs> is it a multi-headed Three, beast? Yes. Five, oh my four, god! Five. And I remember reading it like. Huh. And just uh-huh. like turning the page. You'll notice we did turn this into a Two comics podcast. Superman. Uh, oh my no score and seven years ago. <laughs> no yeah. match for the founding fathers. <laughs> this is actual dialogue. This is really good. Anyway, Jack Morris from North Dakota, um, the state that doesn't have Mount Rushmore in it. Or maybe. Maybe it does. We, <laughs> we don't know. We live on the coast. Well, that's like another country. The United States of Canada. Yay. Anyway, Jack Morris writes in, uh, and in doing so, 
wins a copy of Guitar Hero Van Halen and Mad Riders, thanks to Activision and Ubisoft, respectively. The question is this, gentlemen. In Guitar Hero World Tour, no, see what I did there? It's a Guitar Hero-related question, courtesy, or because we have Guitar Hero prizes. In Guitar Hero World Tour, what is the last song you unlock in career mode? What is the finale in World Tour? Which was, of course... The, that was the first full band Guitar Hero. Yeah, it was Guitar Hero 4. 3 was the biggest one. 3 sold like 6 billion copies. Oh. Everybody on Earth had bought it. But yeah, World Tour. Was, so was the final song in World Tour, was it uh, Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix? Was it Satch Boogie by Joe Satriani? Mr. Crowley by Ozzy? Or Love Me Two Times by The Doors? Do either of you remember back to the... The Guitar Hero era, the actually, rock band era. I actually didn't play World Tour at all. I didn't either, but I have a strong... I'm pretty confident in my answer. Okay. I'm going to go with Satch Boogie by Joe Satriani, because that dude is nuts on the guitar. And that would be an incredibly difficult song. Yeah, Brett? for some reason, I I don't know. I want to... I'm stuck between Jimi Hendrix or The Doors. It just feels like a game that they would end it on. Satriani seems too noodly and too out there to actually end the game with. So I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Love Me Two Times. One of you is exactly correct. Oh, dear. Oh, my. It's Mitch. Congratulations. Satriani. Yes. Yeah, the the crazy guitar workings of a one Satch, Joe Satriani. He's good. You tried, Jack Morris. Not today. (laughs) Denied. That's right. Gloat all you want. You can veer this into a comic book very quickly here. Let's not. Joe Satriani. Surfing with Alien. Silver Surfer on the cover? Jeez, stop it. All right. <laughs> Sorry, speaking of... Jack Morris just remind. I don't know why the name is not the same thing, but it's similar. So, we saw a trailer for this Tom Cruise movie last night that I'd never heard of. Yeah. Uh, Was it... I mean, does he, does he have a career left after Rock of Ages he bombed catastrophically? So, the trailer is just like... Tom and by the way, what's the? Why does he? I saw something on Twitter where he keeps leaving his wives when they're 32. When they're 30, 32, 33. Okay. What's up with that? That's a badass cover. I like Just it. showing him the Joe Satriani surfing <laughs> with the alien. It's, it's actual Silver Surfer art on the cover. That's sweet. So there's this trailer for this Tom Cruise movie where the title of the film is just some generic name. Sorry, Jack Morris, because that's how I drew the connection. No offense. It's just like... But the trailer is entirely him going, Justice, I'm a cop with nothing to lose. Buddy, are you sure you want to fight me? And then it cuts to the title, and it's like, what is... What was that? It's like the most generic-looking movie of isn't, all time. Isn't Tom Cruise like five two? Like, wouldn't I want to fight him? <laughs> he's a tiny man. He's very small, and he like beats the snot so, out of all these giants. You don't even Cruise. know the name of the film? No, because it's just like the movie is like Joe Snyder or some dumb Joe crap Snyder. cop name. Huh? It looks really awful. So, Jake Gyllenhaal from Cops could kick his ass. Probably. Yeah. He, he looks jacked in that movie. He Not does. as jacked as Kevin James in that movie about MMA fighting. That dude Wait. lost like a million pounds. Wait, <laughs> like fat guy Kevin yeah, James? Yeah, he, he got super jacked for this MMA really? movie he did. Like Boss Rutan is his best friend in that movie. It's like the most ridiculous Wait, thing. Boss Rutan, the guy from Grand Theft Auto 4? Boss Rutan, the guy from real life. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no such thing. Yes. I'm talking about the men's room yes. on GTA 4 yeah, television. Yeah. So that guy's an MMA fighter and he's training Kevin James in this movie called Here Comes the Boom. So, Was I'm, wow, soundtrack I'm by have POD? To... <laughs> Boom! Here comes the boom! Shout out Ready to Am- or not? Shout out to Amplitude. <laughs> God, that game is great. It's so good. Kevin James is... St- if, by the way, if, if you're... Uh, Kevin James, his stand-up is hilarious. Most people probably only know him from that 
show that was on forever uh, king of queens but if you if you youtube search kevin james uh big mac his bit about about eating mcdonald's big macs is freaking hilarious i believe you highly recommended we gotta wrap this up we do. Hi, hi, hi. I know. We lo- see. We love stand-up comedy here at IG. We do. I listen to it all. We kind of spot him. And By stop, the way, stop talking. Me. Stop it. Wrap stop. it up. Public thanks to Mitchie D for uh, hooking me up with a ticket to Louis C.K. this November. I know. Damn it! I tried to get sold that. out, man. I, you got to be on top of that. I know. I can't wait. I, I really wish I could. That's gonna be great. I've seen him once at the San Jose Improv. I, I was in the front row, and it was. Amazing. It was. I. I literally was. I, I. was physically in pain from the. La- like I'm not even joking. Like <laughs> laughing so hard that your sides hurt. Like yeah. that kind of rare, right? Guttural, just, just human core laughter. Yeah, it's amazing. I've had mm-hmm. that recently. Do tell. Uh, with other quickly. With no, no, no. With, <laughs> with, with other podcasts that I don't know. I'm just gonna. You know, Mitch knows recently. Anyway, yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> thanks to Jack Morris, you've won yourself a couple games. If you would like to try to join the winner's circle and win yourself a free game, email unlocked at IGN.com with the subject line unlock block and include your uh, full name if you want it, your gamer tag, and the, of course the question with four multiple choice answers, and some of you are not noting what the answer is. Please tell me in the email <laughs> what the correct answer is. I just want to send you questions. I don't see those, yeah. so don't be afraid to mark it. Yeah, don't worry about it. So we'll play again next week. And let's plug some things before we get out of here. I want to plug Dragon's Dogma on sale now. It is <laughs> Thank a, you. a Capcom joint. It's and, good. Uh, everyone's kind of split on that title screen song, and it's so cheesy and silly. My and roommate loves it, and every time he turns it on, he's like, I've just got to listen to this. I'm like, I, shut that off I immediately. Have, I have to let that first guitar lick take over. <laughs> like that, It's too good. But it, I agree, it's it's a divisive thing for yeah. sure. So, Dragon's Dogma on sale everywhere now, which will get you access to the Resident Evil 6 demo. It is the only way to access the demo, yep. which so it is, and that demo is available right now. Uh, the game's not out till October, so yep. you can you can get a nice taste here uh, three months yep. before and, the game and if, ships. And if for some reason you have a PlayStation and are also listening to the Xbox podcast and don't have an Xbox, uh, it, the demo does come to PlayStation 3 in September, so... <laughs> September. That's like a year from now. And also, as you play the demo, it is it is just very much a snippet. So I know uh, if if what you see you like or you don't like or you're curious about what this means or you know what what else does the game have to offer? Obviously, there's a lot of shows still to come. We have Comic Con, Gamescom, TGS. So we'll be showing a lot more of the game and have uh, I think you know some some new new coverage, obviously for yes. know, for the press to to tell you guys about. And where can we follow you and your your travels and your uh, well, your we have, workings? The main one is uh, at Capcom underscore Unity. Yes, and then me myself is Brelston. Me myself. Yeah, I'm me, <laughs> me good, Brelston. Me good with words mm-hmm. and have <laughs> writing daggery. Myself love Twitter. <laughs> you know how dumb I am, by the way. What a dummy I am. It, it it was only about six months ago that I that the whole Capcom Unity community yeah. thing even clicked for me. Like wow. I didn't even. I thought Capcom Unity. That's a strange thing to name your yeah. your your uh, your community. So, oh, Wait community. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah, I don't know who actually came up with that with that idea, but I mean, and I get it's it. Really good. Unity yeah. community. Swim, we're together. Maybe. It's really good. Well played. I'm I'm very pleased with that. It's good. I, have, I had nothing to do with it. So at Capcom underscore underscore Unity on Twitter at uh, Brelston B Relston. Yeah, just <laughs> mashing Bur- my Brelston, mashing my first and last names together. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Wait, oh, so, into one hybrid name. Yeah, yep. so Brett yes, Elston becomes Brelston. Brelston, got it. Uh, at Mitchie D mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at DMC underscore Ryan. We love the underscores around here. For, yeah. What uh, is the DMC for? DeLorean Motorcar. Okay, because I think Devil May Cry. I know. It's, so it's, I it's your job. About that last it's, week. You know, you well, even before it was my job, I'm like, does he really like Devil May Cry that much? <laughs> no. Okay, got it. <laughs> I like stainless steel vehicles It's a nice car. Much. I like stainless steel, ebony, and ivory guns. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you. Okay, things I didn't need to know about Mitch. Item number 622. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Has a gun fetish. We, need to, go th- we gun. need to go through that list sometime. <laughs> From the top. From I the remind top. you uh, <laughs> to check out our Xbox Live app, the IGN app. We can pipe all kinds of cool content to you through it, should you be on your console and desire to watch, I don't know, say, video reviews of Dawn Guard. Spelunky coming Spelunky. soon. And all kinds of other good Xbox things. Of course, the main place to be is bookmark. Make make it your homepage, IGN.com, or specifically, if you're an Xbox-only person, IGN.com slash Xbox-360. That is where Mitch and I live. Yep. So, uh, you know. Back in the day, I remember it used to be like Xbox.IGN.com. Used to be. Times they are changing. When I was in college, I was on the GameCube page every day. GCN.IGN. So good. I, yeah. Every day. Every day. <laughs> I used no, to see Brett lost and fought over there. Like, <gasps> yeah, no, like that was, uh, man. Like, Remember early, Luigi's Mansion? Early 2000s, like the, the, the GBA coverage and GameCube coverage here was nuts. It was really good. Friend Mirabella. Yes. Actually, actually, I captivated a couple years ago. I was like, dude, the GameCube stuff was so good. <laughs> and he's like, get away, kid. <laughs> sure, sure, sure thing, dude. Anyway, we're out of here. Thanks to everybody yep. for listening. Uh, many of you get us on the Zune Marketplace. <laughs> and nevertheless, though, most of you find us on iTunes, where you can just search for Podcast Unlocked and subscribe for free. Um, that's it. We do have a Capcom podcast every so often. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. generally every couple yeah. weeks. But you know, with traveling a schedule, it's hard to keep a consistent schedule. But generally every couple weeks, uh, that's just Capcom Community official podcast. We did try to come up with a clever name so, and just gave up. On if I just search for Capcom on iTunes, will it pull up? It should. Excellent. In theory, Capcom Community, it should at least. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it was it was Greg, Seth, and I, and then now that Seth's gone, it'll be just Greg and I until we get someone else in there. Good to know. So if you want to go work for Capcom, they hiring. We hiring. <laughs> well, everybody, uh, to all of our American listeners, hope you have a happy, safe Fourth of July. Do not play with M80s. It's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Save the you Bud will, Light till you get off the boat. You will off lose your hands, and then you won't be able to play video games anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's put it to you in terms you can understand and relate to. <laughs> but in any case, uh, yeah, happy Independence Day to everybody in the U.S. and happy Wednesday to happy everybody else. Happy Canada Day. To, uh, to all true. our Canadian friends, Canada well played, Day, sir. I was at, the, I was, I got to experience Canada Day in 07. It was magical. Really, a country that can just revel in its own pa- patriotism. That's not like, it's just yay Canada. Yeah, <laughs> it's just cause it was so <laughs> great. Everyone was so happy. It was yep. amazing. All right, well, good stuff, gentlemen. Brett, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Thanks for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. Please stop back again when there's something interesting. I will. Which you work for a company that has many interesting things. We so. always will have something to talk about. We will see you soon. <laughs> All right, see you guys next week.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.